Morning. So we are uh, we are continuing in our uh, study of the Gospel of Matthew. Today we are turning our. I don't know if I can sit on this thing. I really don't. It's uh, it spins. All right, let me try again. Then I just the promise I just keep going. You want to switch? Uh, no. Let's lose the stools. I'm, I'm done with it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I feel much better. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> so we're going to we're continue our study in the Gospel of Matthew. Today we're turning our attention to the fifth chapter. Uh, this is the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. And so the Sermon on the Mount, as some of you may know, starts with a section called the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes. And if you've been around churches, you know, they're the ones where it starts with blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the meek, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. It's a great part of Jesus' teaching. And I I highly recommend uh, that for your um, reading and study, um, it, it deserves it. But today we're going to start with the verses that follow just after those Beatitudes, those blessed are sayings with which Jesus begins the Sermon on the Mount. And so we're going to focus on just a few verses of the fifth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Listen to what Jesus says. You are the salt of the earth, just like Miss Carol talked about with the children. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. So that's what we're going to be focusing on. This image that Jesus lifts up for us of salt and light. And just a couple of comments on, on what the Lord was saying here in this teaching. The first is that if uh, someone familiar with Southern English would have been doing the translation when it says, you are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world, the translation would have been y'all, y'all, okay? So the, the word is not primarily to us personally or individually. It is to, it is to us as a community. It's to the family of faith. Y'all are the salt of the earth. Y'all are the light of the world. That's the, that's the focus, that's the, the audience to which Jesus is primarily speaking. Of course, it applies to each of us personally, but Jesus is thinking corporately, using y'all, if you will. The second thing is, I think, and, and biblical commentators have noted that salt has become so common. How many people have salt on your table or in your kitchen at home. Yeah, pretty much 
pretty much everybody. And, and this was simply not the case in Jesus' day. As Carol talked about, it was, it was so rare and it was so valuable, it was so important that it was actually used as a currency at times. It was, it was that valuable. And so what, what Jesus was saying is, we, we might need to make a little translation to kind of grasp it, that, that most people weren't able, couldn't afford to use salt just to season their food. And so when food was seasoned with salt, that was special. That, that really gave it zest and life and flavor and spice that it wouldn't have had otherwise. And so maybe to help us understand what Jesus meant, if we think of it as like, I don't know, sriracha sauce or something like that. You know what sriracha sauce is? It's, it's a really spicy, <laughs> zesty, Asian kind of sauce. So Jesus is saying, you are the sriracha sauce of the earth. You're supposed to bring zest and spice and life. That's what y'all are supposed to be doing. And, and the second thing that I would comment about these words, when Jesus says, y'all are the light of the world, what he is, he's talking not so much about, boy, y'all are, are so good looking. You have such sparkling personalities. You have so many good characteristics in and of yourselves that you're important to the whole world. No, this is a reflected light. Y'all are to reflect. We are to reflect the light of Christ to the whole world. This light of the world, it's not our own light. It's God's light in Christ Jesus reflected through us based on that relationship that we have with him. And, and the reason why it was great that Carol spoke to the, the children about these, the same part of the, the Sermon on the Mount, the reason why I wanted to focus on just these few verses today is because it's what the garden is about. The garden exists within the ministries of Church of the Palms. Our purpose is to be an outward-facing ministry. This is a worship experience that is designed to, to reach the community. We intend to be a place that connects with people who, for whatever reason, have disconnected with traditional church. And so we haven't arrived at where we want to be yet. We're, we're not doing it perfectly, but we're on the way to living into God's purpose for us. And, and just a, a recent example of that that I want to lift up where I feel like we really got a glimpse of what we're to be about was that uh, the, the beach service we got to do Christmas week. It was, it was just an amazing experience to be there. It was like we got to be a flash mob on Siesta Key Beach. People didn't expect it. We just set up there and we did this Christmas thing, singing Christmas carols and people were walking up from the beach and they just joined in. That's the kind of thing that we're about. That's what the garden exists to be and to do. We want to be sriracha sauce. We want to add zest and spice and life to our community. We want to reflect the light of Christ to our neighbors. You know, that's why we're in this partnership with Pastor Joe. I mean, he's the lead teacher here, but he's not on staff. 
He doesn't come to staff meetings. He doesn't spend a lot of his time sitting in, in committee meetings. He doesn't have an office here. He is out in the community every day of the week. His ministry at the Nightlife Center, it's about um, reaching young people in our community who might not otherwise hear the good news of God's love in Christ Jesus. And so what we want to do this morning is we want to focus on one particular way that we can be sriracha sauce in Sarasota. One particular way that we can reflect the light of Christ's love to our community. And so, I mean, Jen, if you don't know, this is Jen Gillespie. Hi. She wasn't here just to do the spinning no. thing on the... Uh, <laughs> although that was, that was very good. That we was a bonus. We didn't plan that, but... Um, so Jen has uh, taken the lead as we begin to, as we've begun to think and pray about relaunching Life Tree Cafe. <laughs> so Jen, why don't you talk to us for folks who may not know what what is Life Tree Cafe? Tell us what it's about. Okay. Well, uh, where do I? There we go. Here, I um, I'm my background is a college teacher, so if you don't mind, I can't help but give us an overview of what we're going to talk about today, real quick. <laughs> Do you have a syllabus you want no, to hand out? No, okay. no, no quizzes. So first we'll talk, so just five things so you can help pace us. We'll talk about what the Life Tree Cafe is. We'll talk about life, the topics at Life Tree Cafe, um, where and when Life Tree Cafe is. That will segue us to the Nightlife Center and what is that, and then what can the garden do to help it grow. So the first question that you're asking me is, what is the Life Tree Cafe? And I actually have three answers to the question. Um, Life it's almost Tree like a preacher. You're getting <laughs> three points to it. Is that how it goes? Yeah. yeah like um, so the Life Tree Cafe, it's a ministry, it's a conversation cafe, and it's a time for God to work. So let's take those one at a time. So Life Tree Cafe is a ministry. So it is in a specific way, Life Tree Cafe is a ministry of Church of the Palms. And so when we have like our bulletin and it says in here, P-A-L-M-S, praising God in worship, aligning ourselves with Christ, loving one another in community, ministering generously with our time, talent, and treasure, sharing our story and the story. The M in there is the ministering generously with our time, talents, and treasures. And the garden is a ministry and Life Tree Cafe is a ministry. And so that is growing God's will in the community. It's this salt and light that we're talking about today. May we be seeds that fall on good soil and spread this good news to whoever has hear, ears to hear, let them hear. And so the Life Tree Cafe is a ministry, and it's also a ministry for which the garden in particular is taking a lead. So this is something I had to clarify myself with Pastor Bruce. Is it a ministry of the Church of Palms? Is it a ministry of the garden? Well, the garden, as he was explaining, is a ministry of the Church of Palms, and Life Tree Cafe is something that the garden is taking the lead on, much like the Day of Hope. Another answer of what Life Tree Cafe is, is it's a conversation cafe. I love food. I spent many years working in restaurants, and so, you know, I hear this word cafe, and I think, you know, food. Uh, it's coffee and, like, snacks, but the, the substance is soul conversation, conversation cafe. 
So it's a comfortable time and place for people to gather weekly and explore life and faith. It's an atmosphere that encourages conversations, questions, and personal stories. In some of the materials for LifeTree, uh, they have interviews with people, some of which have been shown here before, and they talk about how uh, sometimes for some people, church feels like a one-way conversation, and this is supposed to be a two-way conversation where everyone in the room is talking and sharing stories together. Uh, there are hour-long episodes featuring real stories of real people and guided conversation. So it's a ministry, it's a conversation cafe, and it's a time for God to work. Um, the goal of LifeTree Cafe is to help people grow in their relationship with Jesus. So faith in LifeTree Cafe terms is not a subject, it's a relationship, and they're working on growing that relationship. This idea that it's a time for God to work applies to anyone and everyone who walks through the door of LifeTree Cafe. Again, in these launch materials, it talks about, and this was a, a mind change for me, that talking about this as a ministry gives this idea of, you know, someone here helping someone else. But these launch materials that we went through, it is helping everyone. It's helping the people in the congregation who are participating in it, and it's also helping the people who just happen to walk in the door one day. It's said how even when members of church leadership come and participate in Life Tree Cafe and have an opportunity to talk about tough life issues that they might not agree on, that it increases transparency in church leadership. So in talking about it's a time for God to work, it's a time for God to work for everybody, for people in this room and for people who would maybe never even think about stepping foot into a church. Life Tree trusts the Holy Spirit and it builds in time for God to work. So there's a recipe or a scheme of what's going to happen, but it's really kind of then backing off and trying to give time for people to connect and share their stories. So how does that work in terms of, so what kinds of topics then would lead to the sorts of conversations that you're talking about? Yes, well we were, uh, Church of Palms was doing this and then we paused to do the relaunch. And so here's a few topics that have been happening um, in the Life Tree cafes around the United States uh, that we've missed, so to speak. So here's three topics that have happened this year, I believe. Declutter your life, what your black friend wants you to know, and why men hate church. So here is the first one. These are um, the Life Tree Cafe website. The national office creates these content and puts them out on a weekly basis, and they're very relevant and now talking about things on people's um, minds and everyday conversation. So this was at the beginning of the year, like the first Sunday of the year, I think. A featured film interview uh, with a best-selling author about the happiness uh, project. Declutter your life, practical ways to find outer order and inner calm. Uh, what your black friend wants you to know, um, the conversation about race that no one is having, and including a film featuring honest insights from uh, black Americans about their experience with race. And then a third example topic that's happened this year, Why Men Hate Church, uh, an open forum of the male exodus and featuring a uh, filmed interview with an expert on that topic. So uh, you can see that sometimes the topics maybe have the word church in them, and sometimes they don't. It's a, about life and about faith, uh, but it's not necessarily um, as uh, our weekly message here is very tied to the Bible. This is more uh, about life stuff that you could think about with the Bible um, and with just daily life experiences as well. Good, good, good. So, um, so what's the plan for getting us going? All right, well, it's going to be at the Nightlife Center. Um, it's going to be on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. 
and our launch date is March 17. So starting March 17, every Tuesday at the Nightlife Center, we will be relaunching, uh, we will relaunch and then be running uh, the Life Tree Cafe. Pastor Steve suggests we might launch it with green beer. What do you think? <laughs> is he going to bring it? We can ask. Uh, yeah. It was his idea, so, you know, who knows? Well, you know, he's got to choose the beer, I think, <laughs> if he's going to suggest that. Like light beer? We'll have to find out. Uh, the, the Nightlife Center, if, for those of you who aren't already familiar, haven't already been there, uh, if people have no idea where it is, uh, the clue that usually works for people is it's by Sweetberries Eatery and Frozen Custard. Um, so in that shopping plaza is the Nightlife Center. Corner of Swift and Stickney Point. Okay. Clark, yeah. yeah. Swift, Swift and, and Clark. Clark. Thank you, Mike. And uh, so it's the address there on Clark Road, Unit 11. And just to kind of uh, take a little side step here and talk about instead of Life Tree Cafe, just to focus on the Nightlife Center and uh, its mission. Its mission uh, is to help the youth of Sarasota hear messages of hope and redemption when times get dark. It welcomes and embraces new ideas, and it is a resource for churches and organizations. And so it's just a perfect way uh, to link up with Life Tree and Church of Palms. I'm so excited about all of, all of these groups getting together. Great. So it's at Nightlife Center? Yes. So talk about, you know, we've got this whole group of people here. Yes. What are we going to do to get it started? Well, there's a whole handbook and there's a method. And I've been working through this method and putting together these steps and everything. So we've had some meetings already and we've done some things. And there's this chart here and I understand that's not really something you can see. I don't know if you can see that either, but the point is, is it's got this organizational chart, and it has all of these different spots in it. So one of the spots is the sponsor, which is the Church of the Palms, who, who provide the, the resources and the home base for this in terms of the, the direction of it. Uh, another key role, Megan helped me make the font bigger. bigger. I hope it's uh, big enough for everyone to see. If not, there's other places to get this information, so perhaps this is just a preview. Uh, but there are key roles, so if I take that organizational chart from the handbook of the Life Tree Cafe, it breaks down in great detail what the description is of the job, what the training is, what particular duties are once you're there. So it is a wonderful resource in terms of all of the structure and the script of what everybody's supposed to do to play their part. As you can see, there's a lot of different roles to play. Um, one of the roles is director and coordinator. You might be wondering. So I might be wondering, yeah. why have you been spending so much time <laughs> doing this? Why, why did you, why did you why step did I forward feel and say, to do I this? feel called to be director of Life Tree? Yes, well, um, part of it I'm going to blame on Bill Mallett, who you might know as Rachel's dad. And um, he did a devotion in the garden leadership team where he talked about um, using the tools around us. And I mentioned that, you know, uh, my background is college teacher. I've also done some administrative work with nonprofits and consulting. And so a lot of the things that are the job description of someone in this job were what you might call tools around me, things I had done before and was excited at the idea to do towards something like this that I believe in so much. On the flip side, though, the reason that Life Tree, I guess, resonated with me on a more personal level is it talks about how it's for um, a variety of people. It talks about how it's for people who are de-churched. It's for people who would never think about going to church. It's about for people who maybe sit in the pew every week but don't really get engaged. 
I, I mentioned it's also for people who are heavily involved. I don't want to miss that part. But in trying to make it more accepting, God's space accessible, it's, it's trying to be open to a lot of people. Church was something I grew up in and was a big part of, and then I went to college, and I just sort of accidentally got away from church. I don't think there was a day where I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. It just became, life became filled with other things, and church started to feel further away, I think, from what my daily life was. And by the time I circled back around and tried to get back to church, I felt like I was like, I don't even know how to get into this anymore. I don't even know where to resonate with this. Also, I would say that part of how I got away from church, I, I think it's mostly honest to say I didn't mean to walk away from it, but I also think I had some bad experiences with what you might call church people, and I find that strange as I'm sitting up here now with a mic and a name tag, because I, I guess I'm a church person now, uh, but I had bad experiences with church people, times in my life, things my family was going through that were very painful and difficult, and I'm sure that the people meant well, but there were sometimes these church people, I'm sorry to say this to all of you, but these church people who would just say the totally wrong thing as if um, so, so an example, so I, my sister, I'm a teenager, and my younger sister leaves our family. She divorces our family. She emancipates herself. She leaves. Everybody keeps telling me, like, you keep praying for her, and she'll come back. And I'm like, she just did everything she felt like doing without any remorse. She trampled all over us. She finally left. We're finally trying to put the rest of our family back together. And you want me to pray for her to come back? I was just like, are you out of your mind? I'm glad she's gone. I mean, and they're like, but she's your sister, and you're a Christian. And maybe, maybe if I had it on tape and I went back, maybe that's not even what that person said. But I'm just trying to say, there were moments where I felt like I could have used church, I could have used the support of church, and church got all twisted for me and wasn't there in the way that I, I guess I, I needed the support at the time. So then when it was time to circle back, trying to find my way back into church, trying to find my way back into a place where I felt like I could be honest and comfortable was a journey. And I, I love Church of Palms. I'm so happy to be here. And part of, though, what I think sparked greater involvement here is the one time I ever went to Nightlife, I'm sorry, to Life Tree Cafe. It was here in the Campus Center, and, and Megan was running it. And I got to talk more openly about things that I wasn't sure if other people in the room felt the same way as I did, and I wasn't sure if it was okay that I felt differently than they did. So that, I guess, my long-winded answer, like the tools around me of being a director, my life experience of understanding and relating to somebody who doesn't want to go to church, who feels like church is not appealing, but could use a place to talk to somebody about life and faith, and also a place for all of us who are going to church to be more honest with each other about what's going on in our life and relating the Bible to that and, and navigating that. So kind of lots of reasons. Great. I feel like so, I'm going on and on. So you're the director. Yeah. Who else is going to be involved? Oh, thank you. I've I, um, got lots of ideas. So one thing is we already have some people signed up already, so I want to say thank you to that. Uh, so I brought sign-up sheets with me for today. There's also a website that I can point you to. You can talk to me anytime you want. Um, but before I get to that part, I just want to mention that there are people who are signed up already, which is awesome. Uh, what we did in one of our meetings is we started at the Nightlife Center. So we're going to go into the Nightlife Center. We're going to work with them. Uh, let's talk with the people there and figure out what we can do. Um, I'm sorry. Hi, Macaulay kids. I just have to say hi to them. They're so adorable. Um, 
So uh, nightlife alum, uh, people with the nightlife center, um, uh, a community person, we got together and we talked and we started one piece of this puzzle already, which is the seed group. Uh, the seed group is maybe the lowest stakes role. There's a quarterly training session that you just jump in and go to one of them and then they call you a trained volunteer. Then you're part of a group who agrees to on a, a regular basis show up and um, help people feel accepted and comfortable there and to invite your friends. So some of the other roles have a little bit more, you know, high stakes job descriptions, but the seed group is a nice way to uh, help us grow and give to this, but without necessarily finding yourself in with a lot of specific responsibilities, but rather just being you, being there and being people welcome. So we already have people from the Nightlife Center and a person from the community who are already members of the C group. I would like to see more members of the C group, uh, but my point being that even though the sign-up sheets that I brought are blank, we, we do have people um, who are already involved. So running out of time, but Sorry. how can these good folks yes. be involved? Great. Um, well, my question then is, you know, where do the people here in the garden fit in that picture, the one that I was showing you from the handbook? There's a website that I made. I understand that you can't see it from here because it's so small, but it, it's like uh, something you can access with a mobile phone. Uh, you can get to it. You can see it. It has detailed descriptions of the job duties, and it also has a link to click on to sign up. It takes you to Sign Up Genius, for those who are familiar, and all, you don't need an account or anything. You just put in your email, and you can show us where you want to be involved. If you don't see a specific role that is of interest to you, but you have a general interest, then you could also contact me in some way or let us know, and then that way we'll keep you in mind for the future. Um, so then, in terms of what can people in the garden here do to help this ministry grow, again, I guess I'm back to three. Uh, serve in key roles if and when you feel called to do so. So I brought sign-up sheets, there's a website, and, and if you feel called to do one of those roles, please, that's, we would love that today to start talking about that. If that's not you, that's fine. Another way is just simply to walk into the Nightlife Center and participate in a weekly episode. So just randomly come by and join us, uh, walk into the Nightlife Center. And, and finally, maybe neither one of those avenues is a good one. We talk about ministry being time, talent, and treasures, using the power of prayer and praying that Life Tree Cafe is a living, growing, and vibrant team. So there's my end with the actual the Gmail account I set up for this as well as the website. Again, I brought paper sign-up sheets, or if you just want to talk casually some other time. But for anybody who's interested, we would like to relaunch this and get the community engaged. Great. Thanks, Jen. We look forward to being sriracha sauce and Christ's reflected light in the community together. Super.